first bit where they say happy new year a couple of times i don't know what they say next sorry abba don't know your lyrics to that one well enough but we've already done abba here long-time listeners of this podcast as we march into episode four and month four maybe ah you know who consistency is for losers i don't need to know the words to that one because we've done ABBA already. No need to retread old ground. No need to put too much thought into it. We have conquered ABBA. You know who else conquered ABBA? SNL. Anyone catch their sketch before Christmas? <laughs> or the childish juvenile response video that I made to us? If you didn't let me fill you in, they did a little... Funny sketch invited back some of their big name alumni for a sketch about ABBA songs and about how they have, you know, funny Scandinavian accents and how in ABBA songs the girls are always questionably teenagers and the funny things that they do in videos. Basically, all the stuff that I already made fun of in my parody song and video of ABBA. They stole it. It was my joke. Because I came up with those things. I'm pretty sure nobody did them before me. I can't say for sure. I'm going to get my guys on my research team to double check that. But I'm I'm going to just, you know, better to ask for uh, forgiveness than permission. So I'm going to say I did it first. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission if you're me, I might add. Not if you're SNL. Uh, they should have asked my permission, and so I will be aggressively pursuing reparations, damages from them for stealing uh, my jokes that nobody else ever made, I'm pretty sure, before me. Happy New Year, guys! Can you still say that? Is it too late? I'm recording this on the 10th of January, which feels like it's probably already a little too late to be saying Happy New Year. This will presumably, probably be coming out in one of the teens of January, by which case it is almost definitely too late. But I don't know. I'd say it's a hotly debated topic. Is it too late? This, this, that's not good content. I'm sorry. I'm better than that question. That question is very soul-destroying daytime radio. How late? We're asking our listeners, how late? Can you say Happy New Year? I think it's too late already. And we're also asking them, what's your favourite type of water? Still or sparkling? I absolutely hate sparkling water. I get, oh, you hate it? Yeah, I can't stand it. It's too, too fizzy. I don't mind it now, sort of for a fancy, okay? Yeah, for a fancy, okay? Shut up. This is so mindless, this chatter. The world is coming to an end. Cities are burning. People are turning against their neighbours. 
the planet's resources are running out, and you're talking about still or sparkling water? Anyway, (laughs) happy new year. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. I had a, I'm not going to say bad Christmas. There was lots to like about it. I was very unwell. I was desperately ill for most of the Christmas break, which isn't the worst time to be ill, I suppose. You know, no one's really doing anything anyway, so you can sort of, it's not like you're missing things really by being ill, but you know, you can't fully muck in with the festivities. So in that sense, it was a bit annoying. I also don't know what I was ill with. It I thought it was COVID, but kept testing negative despite having very COVID-y symptoms. It seems like a lot of people are now ill with whatever I had. I sort of, you know, trendsetter that I am, I started it. And it seems everyone is saying, oh, it's just like COVID, but it's not COVID. So I've come up with some potential other names for what we can call this non-COVID Christmas time disease because I feel like it's going to it's going to come back year on year and for years we're going to be having this what is it if it's not COVID so let's just all agree to call it one of these things so option one snowvid see what I've gone for there snow is kind of a Christmassy thing so snowvid COVID you get it Uh, option two coronavirus ice coronavirus ice so ice sort of a kind of a uh, sort of a sister species of snow so much of a similar effect this time it's at the end of the word instead of the start coronavirus ice um another option wuhanta claws this one's a bit a little bit more of a thinker for those of you who may have forgotten that Wuhan, China, was where uh, COVID began, but that's where, you know, that comes from, obviously, Santa Claus, we know, so Wuhan to Claus, and option four, alcohol poisoning, so those are the potential names uh, I'm throwing out there to describe this Christmassy virus that everyone seems to get that isn't COVID, but very, very closely resembles, it's like COVID in a mustache, or a Santa hat, basically, um, anyway, welcome back. Good to be back. This is a little later than I had originally planned my glorious return to the podcast world. Reason being, I had a bad case of, as we've covered, Snowvid slash coronavirus ice slash Wuhan slash alcohol poisoning over the Christmas break. But we are back. Thank you for returning to listen or for listening for the first time, if that is what you are doing. This is Simon Sings Like, the podcast where I, Simon, begin by complaining about the legal action I'm hoping to take against uh, massive American comedy institutions and illnesses that I have been battling, then talk about a particular artist or genre of music who I think is ripe for a bit of parodying, and then finally, as the name suggests, where I sing like said artist, said genre, in a hopefully amusing, entertaining way. 
If you do find it amusing, entertaining, if it tickles your fancy, and if one of your New Year's resolutions is to support the podcasts and podcast creators who you like, why not consider starting your new year with a good deed of signing up at patreon.com forward slash Simon Hennessy for a fiver a month to support me in this endeavor. I feel like I'm slipping back into sort of radio-y speak. Why not think about it? Maybe that's, maybe that's what the new year holds in store for me. You know, who knows? But if everybody listening to this joined the Patreon, then I wouldn't have to go down that road. So please do consider it. Or if you'd like to support me and the podcast in a non-financial way, please consider giving this a five-star rating wherever you are listening to it. But either way, whatever you do, whether it's one of the above or nothing at all, thank you for being here and for listening to this. Gonna take a very quick break. Just need to fill out a few job applications for openings at some radio stations in my local area. But if you'll pardon the pun, I will rush back after that to get going with the meat in the sandwich of the episode. So see you then. Simon seems like Simon seems like Simon seems like Simon seems like Troy Savan Even the name sets the heartbeat a flutter. What a, you know, you hear the words Troy Savan and immediately it calls to mind some sort of Greek demigod who is both strong and beautiful, who by day is out slaying his enemies and bathing them in blood, and in the evenings comes home and devours milk and honey out of the butts of his admirers, you know? Troy Savan is is cool, is hot, is hip. Is so hip, in fact, that, and I'm sorry to keep bringing them up and harping on about it, but that SNL did a sketch about him. They recently did a sketch about Troy Savan. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Simon, didn't you just lambaste SNL for doing a sketch about ABBA after you did an ABBA parody? And here you are doing exactly what they did, copying them. But no, that's not the case. Because while SNL directly copied all of, again, my completely 100% and never before covered original jokes about ABBA, I can promise you I will not be retreading any of their material on Troy Sivan in their Troy Sivan sketch because it was not good. It, it was not funny. It just wasn't funny. And I hate to say it, but Timothy Chablagou was playing Troy Sivan in it. I think he was hosting SNL and so was in all the sketches, as is the way there. And he wasn't very funny because he isn't very funny. And I'm sorry to say it, I am, because I, like everyone, have a soft spot for Timothy Chablagou. How can you not? He's a, he's such a petite little icicle boy. You just want to pick him up 
and, and put him in your pocket or pin him to the front of your jacket. He's old cheekbones and collarbones, and while, you know, a decent fart would blow him away, he'd be blown away with a smile on his face and a laugh in his eyes. And he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. You know, he's going places. <laughs> Mark my words. Timothy Chalamet is going to be a star. Timothy Chablagou, excuse me, to use his correct name. But he's done a couple of SNL sketches, and maybe it's the writing, but they're not good. They're really bad. At least this one wasn't as bad as the god-awful Pete Davidson rapper sketch. Does anyone remember that? That was just, like, that was offensively unfunny. Oh, God, I mean, I'm cringing thinking about it. You know the one. If you haven't seen it, I mean, a part of me wants me to tell you to watch it for context here, but also I don't want to have to subject anyone to that. But, you know, if you have seen it where they're like, skirt, 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 it's so bad. It's so awful. Him and Pete Davidson there, like a pair of like wide-eyed imbecile children screaming, skirt, skirt, forget skirt. It made me want to squirt my eyeballs out and then eat them so that I would never again have to bear witness to what I had seen. And also, Pete Davidson, you know, is he that funny? Is he, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to be the one to say it. I'm not the first person to say it. Also, this is hardly new territory, but still. Sometimes, you know, occasionally you'll look at like a Pete Davidson or or someone of that ilk and be like, my God. It, like, up until very recently, if you were, you know, a, a white dude, literally up until 10 years ago, you're, you had, like, a solid chance of being a very successful comedian. Just, just because, just because. <sighs> Why couldn't I have been fucking born ten years earlier, huh? I'd be the king of the world. I'd be the king of comedy. I'd be the most successful comedian ever, if only I had had the luck to be born just ten years earlier, instead of when I was, into a time where I'm forced to have to compete in a more level playing field. I am joking, by the way. I, let me let me swiftly articulate the fact that that is a joke, and that it's obviously, you know, better if funny people who aren't white dudes have more of a chance, and also it's still not as level of a playing field as it probably should be. So I've got nothing to complain about. Anyway, Troy. Back to Troy, please. Can we get back to Troy Savan? There's two things we need to acknowledge straight off the bat about Troy Savan. Two major themes, if you will, to his music, his persona. Thing number one, he's gay. He is loudly and proudly gay. His music is loudly and proudly gay. And his videos, boy, let me tell you, are loudly and proudly gay. I mean, meow, Troy. Woof. If you check those videos out, 
it'll turn your head. <laughs> Let me tell you. It'll certainly draw your gaze to the gaze on screen. Those beautiful, beautiful gaze. It may even cause you to ask yourself, was that BuzzFeed quiz I took back in 2011 correct? Am I gay? Is everyone gay? Are we all, in fact, actually, beneath the surface, deep down where it counts, gay? And is it merely generations of internalized Catholic guilt that's holding us back from embracing a globally gay future? These are the questions being asked. Better minds than me, than my own, will have to be the ones to answer it, but it's Troy who's asking those questions. The second key element of his persona. (laughs) Not sure this is a key element from his perspective, but a key element that comes across to me is that he is Australian. From Straya. From Dan and I. Put another shrimp on the barbie, let's shoot another chimp like Harambe. (laughs) R.I.P. Harambe. Gone but never forgotten. That poor, poor, I'm going to say gorilla, in Cincinnati. Although I have to say, I mean, look, it was obviously a tragedy. Was it a tragedy? I don't actually really remember. I was going to say it's a tragedy, but I don't actually really remember the details of Harambe's death. I'm going to say it was a tragedy. I will say this. The funeral memes were very funny. (laughs) Do people remember those? Like the videos people would make. Of, and it would be called like Harambe's funeral, and it would be like a synchronized dance routine of these sort of c- cartoon-generated gorillas to like, where did I go wrong? I lost... But it's like a thumping sort of Tiesto remix of How to Save a Life. They were they were great. They were really great videos. I'm going to go and watch one of them as soon as this is over, by the way, to have a bit of a laugh, but also to honor Harambe's memory gone but never forgotten anyway troy sivan is an australian and in many ways so am i yes that's right i lived in australia for a little while like every single irish person in their 20s because and for anyone who's not from ireland uh you may not know this but One of the conditions of being an Irish citizen in your 20s is that you have to live in Australia for at least six months and then never shut the fuck up about it. So I did that. I did so. I did my time. I had fun there. It's a fun place. It's sunny. The beaches are great. Vegemite isn't very nice. There are sharks in the water. But aside from that, it's... You know, nice. I learned five things about the Australians, Australian people, the Aussies. Only five. There are only five things to learn. They're a simple folk. They are straightforward people. But I did learn those five things. And those five things are as follows. One, they are obsessed with Europe and European culture. Because white Australia is very young. It's a, it's a very young country with a dark origin story and not a lot of 
cultural history aside from that dark origin story. So I think the Australians really, you know, are are very emotionally invested in their European roots because, you know, that's that that gives a sense of a shared history beyond uh, a couple of hundred years that are very much tainted by, you know, I'm not look, I'm not the expert on the subject, but you go ahead, go ahead and Google it, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Number two, they insist on abbreviating absolutely everything and putting an O at the end of it. That might sound dramatic, but it is true. They will do it to everything. Service station becomes servo. Avocado becomes avo. Afternoon becomes avo. Even though there isn't a V in there, it's not afternoon, but for some reason, it's avo. Let's go get some avo in, in the avo from the servo with Stevo, the pedo. <laughs> Yikes. Mind you, pedo, that's a fairly universal abbreviation. We, we, everyone says that. that. That one infiltrated the global mainstream. Did it start in Australia? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that is their sort of cultural footprint to, to hold on to and, and, and hold up. It's not the proudest one. You know, you, you probably wouldn't want to beat your chest about being the place that came up with the abbreviated term pedo for pedophile, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Number three. And this one, this one they won't like me sharing because it goes against the boozy Australian culture of uh, paddy animals who who drink till they drop. But uh, they don't really because they don't do pints in Australia. The universally recognized and accepted measurement of alcohol, or, or at least the universally recognized and accepted measurement of alcohol in Ireland, the most alcoholic country in the world. But they don't do pints. They drink these sort of pathetic mini pints that they call schooners. Uh, we, we have a couple of schooners. They're the same price. You're going to pay as much for a schooner as you would a pint, and it's about, you know, a third of the size. And by the way, I could be wrong here, I'm not an expert, but is schooner not a sailing term? Is a schooner not like a, a type of boat or something? That's just ridiculous. You can't just dip into maritime terminology and slap it onto smaller cup sizes and change the name to give this, you know, pathetic little measurement a bit more pizzazz. Oh, mate, no, no pints here, but uh, can I interest you in a lovely poop deck of Fusters? Oh, buddy, I know you're after a pint, but, uh, but you're going to have to walk the plank after you drink a plank of... Uh, <laughs> of another beer other than Foster's that we do here. Get over here. Stop moaning and have a sip of this scurvy of Foster's gold. I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't, you can't do that. 
you cannot repurpose sailing terms, you know, outdated pirate words as the words for your drink measurement sizes. But that's that's what they do over there. That's how they do it in Australia. Uh, anyway, that was number three. Number four uh, of in the list of things about Australians that I learned while I was there is that they are all terribly racist. And number five is that they can't pronounce the word no. They don't say no. They say no. No. They essentially eat the word. Most Usually when people say words, they kind of project it out. Australians with the word no, and some similar words like go is gar. Um, I can't think of anything else other than ho, but ho is har. Um, which kind of actually, it's, it's, that kind of makes a bit of sense, given the word that's abbreviated. For, anyway, um, yeah, no, they, they, they do a very interesting thing where they both simultaneously say the word and then eat it back into their mouth. You know, if you pose a yes or no question and they want to answer in the negative, they their mouths will devour the word that is coming out of it and they will say, Rawr. So those are the five things that I learned about Australians in general. But we're not here to talk about Australians in general, are we? We're here to talk about one Australian, the wonderful Troy Savan. Troy, I'm a new fan, but a big fan. He took the internet by storm, I feel, in 2023. And as a chronically online individual, that's that's where my story with Troy began. That was my entry point into him. It was one of your girls, if we are familiar with that song, that got me hooked first via the video and the confusing feelings that brought up in, in, in me, uh, the internal battle that sparked with my Catholic guilt. We've covered that ground, no need to go over it again. But that was how I got into Troy, and and as I explored his back catalogue further, I found more and more gems within there, and discovered his interesting, unique, enjoyable musical style, the sultry beats, the fun 90s reminiscent gimmicks that he often includes, you know sort of like Daft Punk style vocoder voice effects sometimes, or like propulsive support in the chorus from primarily male backup singers. And of course, that hint of Aussiness, that that tiniest whisper of Australian on the accent, which isn't always noticeable, but every now and again, particularly when he has a little spoken word interlude in the songs you can pick up on, and which I am going to dramatically overemphasize in the upcoming musical snippet. Before we dive into that, thank you very, very much for listening to this. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please do consider signing up for the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Simon Hennessy for a fiver a month. If you have a fiver a month extra to spare, thank you so much to those who have already signed up. I really, really, really appreciate it. If that's not something you're able to do, please consider giving this a five-star rating. But either way, really appreciate you giving this a listen. And we're not done yet because we still need to have the musical bit that the title references. So now, to close us out, without further ado, here we have Simon Sings Like Troy Savannah.
bit Australian and quite a bit gay Admit it, you're a little bit excited if you're straight I'm a hard stopper, try these poppers You'll say whoa, you're trying not to say yes But you can't say no Boy, we got that chemistry You burn a hole in my ozone with your energy And when you're lying in bed I wonder Do you dream about me going down under? Now I'll stop singing and talk for a little bit Show me your flat white and let me have a sip of it. Sip of it. Here come the background men. I'm a little bit Australian, I'm quite a bit gay. You're a little bit excited if you're straight. I'm a hard stop. You'll say, well, you're trying not to say yes, but you can't say no. You can't say no. You can't say no. You're trying not to say yes, but you can't say no.